the super genius, Mark Madden. It's a rare chance for you to have a brush with greatness. Make the most of it. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Say, here's another great name from the past. The X at 105.9. Joining me now in studio, he is the constructor and conductor at DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, what's your take on the latest AB drama? Uh, I think he needs therapy. He almost killed a 22-month-old kid, for God's sake. Well, again, I mean, do we have to throw out all the obvious disclaimers here that we don't have all of the facts yet, and we, you know, he deserves the benefit of, you know, I don't want to say the benefit of the doubt because he's done a lot of goofy things. Well, obviously, the police came to his place. Uh, three times in three days. That we know for sure. Yeah, that we know for sure. We also don't know who would have called him or what their motives might have been. Look, I, the guy is goofy. I mean, the guy is different. Yeah, uh, I've said to you on this show and I've written uh, on our site that I don't recognize who he is anymore in any walk of life. Well, don't you think that indicates he needs therapy? I think that... The, I'm saying that very is, seriously. He is really... Aloof isn't the word. I'm looking it's, out it's, for it. It's out there. The rest of y'all oh, just wanted to catch I am. I am. No, I seriously am. The rest of y'all just want him to catch footballs. That he, guy needs help. He is. He has gone to some other planet. Um, and I say that, Mark, even in the context of just like a casual conversation where he'll do some really strange things. I think I've told you about when I was interviewing somebody at the stall next to him and he just stood up and was just doing this weird staring thing. And then moved like within an inch or so of my nose, and was just like, like I mean, I wasn't even sure what to do. Is like, is this person even human? Am I connecting with him here at all in any way, shape, or form? If I talk to him, I just. And then on on another day, he's awesome. He'll see you. Hey, how are you? Whatever, and almost remember your name. That's I, what I mean. I, Therapy. There's there's something that's Therapy. Very very different about him. That's that's as generously as it's I can called put neuroses. It. I'm not going to be that guy that makes that diagnosis, Mark, but I do know that if he's throwing ottomans and televisions or whatever it was out of his apartment or wherever that was, uh, you know, that there's a problem. What are your expectations for the Steelers and Bengals on Sunday? That game in Cincinnati last year was almost medieval. It was beyond violent. I've never seen a football game like that. It was scary. Dating back to maybe a, a, an Oakland-Pittsburgh game in the mid-'70s. The scariest thing about that game, if you step back and look at it from a, from a whole, is that even if the Ryan Shazier incident was taken out of it, it was terrifying. I mean, the, the, the juju hit on Vontez. Look, if it was anybody other than Vontez Perfect, everybody would have been flipping out over that too. Uh, there were some scary incidents there. Even after those two uh, got hurt, Shazier and Perfect. Uh, they are now the Steelers and Bengals, what the Steelers and Ravens were a few years ago. No, we, they're 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 worse than that. There's but, there's an edge to this rivalry that's a lot nastier than Steelers and yeah, Ravens and ever I, were. I'm you, I always sensed there was respect between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I don't sense there's any that respect is a between very these two teams. very accurate statement. I, I I know in in covering the Pittsburgh Baltimore games that you would hear afterward. Well, that's football. That's football. That was a great game. What I hear in the Pittsburgh locker room, especially when they're in Cincinnati for some reason, it just gets that much more uh, hyped up. Uh, those guys are talking like they hate the other side. I mean, they'll start, and this is obviously off the record on their end, but they'll start naming names, and that SOB did this to me. And, and when they do speak on the record, it's very guarded. 
Uh, not with everyone, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, the offensive linemen in particular will speak their minds. Because, well, there's there's tiptoeing. Yeah, there's stuff that we don't see. We talk, Mark, about the you know the big hits and everything that make it onto the the highlights, or whatever, but the stuff that happens in the trenches between these teams is just horrible. When a guy like Alejandro Villanueva, who's been in real combat, is saying stuff like this is I don't even know what that is out there. Uh, you're in a different world. How do you prepare for playing against Vontez Burfick specifically? He's the most dangerous, dirty player I've ever seen, and I can't imagine a scenario Sunday where he doesn't try to get even with Juju Schuster for concussing him last year. Well, I, I think you could see that coming, and I think you could also see that the Steelers as a whole have to be aware of him. And when I say that, I'm talking less about in plays and more like at the end of plays when he can come in and just cut somebody from the side or, or, or act like he fell into someone. That's another one of his specialties. And, you know, and roll up the side of their knee. Uh, they have to be aware of that. They can't pretend otherwise. They can't say, well, oh, we're just going to play football. And, uh, but I also think that that's putting yourself at risk if you approach it that way. I also think, especially Juju. Do you remember the head to head? Collision between David DeCastro and Perfect a couple of years back, where they just they saw each other yeah, coming. Like two Rams. It was unbelievable, and it, they both went down. Like it was, it was scary for a minute for both those guys. Uh, DeCastro knew what he was doing. He wanted to find a way to kind of defang him uh, early on. Maybe you'll see some of that, uh, especially among the offensive linemen who who really stick together. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's just going to be an awareness issue more than anything. Until it kicks off. Yep. Uh, Joe Hayden shut down Julio Jones uh, this past Sunday. Can he do the same to A.J. Green, and should that be the game plan? It's, it's, a, it's a different type of challenge. I think, first of all, Atlanta's offensive line was so bad that in this game, and the Steelers' defensive line, not to take credit away from those guys, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tua were just wrecking people, that – that made a big difference, and that's not to take any credit away from Hayden, but the biggest issue was that Ryan didn't have time to do second and third reads, and he wasn't able to build up other options. We'll see if Andy Dalton can do that. Tyler Boyd, who shouldn't be surprising anybody around here, has become a terrific second option at times for the Bengals, especially on third down, a first option. The Steelers are going to be concerned about A.J. Green. Uh but it's a different challenge. You know, AJ's a big play. Well, not that Julio isn't. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I see some yeah. similarities. And yeah, I got, there and I are. Got, but I got to tell you, Hayden covering uh, Jones all around the field was a radical change for the Steelers' days, John. Usually it's just a left and right corner. Yeah. And whoever comes out to your side is who you cover. But Hayden followed Jones no, everywhere. It, it was a hard shadow. And, you know, uh, people like me, and and I'm pretty sure you have been pretty tough on Keith Butler over the first two three weeks. That was a great idea. Uh, that that's something I think he has to get credit for as a coach, uh, almost as much as what Hayden did in terms of the execution. Um, would they do that again? Uh, they're going to play coy about it. I think Mike Tomlin already did in his press conference. But why not? You know, if you can do that to Julio Jones, the difference though, though I was going to finish this before. Between Julio Jones and A.J. Green is Julio's body language by the end of that game, even when he started making those garbage time catches, was just terrible. He got discouraged. A.J. Green is not that guy. He's a character guy through and through, and he's going to battle. We're talking today on Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. You know what might be a bigger matchup than uh, Hayden and uh, 
in green, if that's the way that shakes down, is the other corner or corners against Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. of the Bengals, the pit kid, Clareton High School. He has 30 catches already, leads the team. Yeah, and he's he's been their guy, their go-to guy, especially when they need to move the sticks. Uh, Tyler, I think, has found his niche in the NFL. When he first came out of Pitt and and went to the Bengals, I think he was still thinking of himself as that big play guy that he always was, uh, not just at Pitt, but going way back to Clareton, obviously. Uh, with the Bengals and in the NFL, he was always going to need to be more of an intermediate guy. But in order to do that, Tyler needed to bulk up a little bit. He needed to get stronger and more solid, and, and he is that right now. And he still has that. Tyler's never had that breakaway speed. He wasn't going to blow anybody away at the combine. But Tyler's always had that instinct to be able to turn just the right direction to get that extra few yards. Now, the Bengals are 4-1, and one and they lead the division. But this is the game where they usually flinch. Yep. Are they going to flinch now, or do you think this is a different Bengals team? Are they for real? Well, I, I'm not going to say they're for real. They've beaten three mediocre teams by 10 points, and they beat Atlanta by one point. The Steelers did a lot of that last year. I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying this is what they've done to date. Uh, their their offense is ranked 16th in the NFL. Their defense is ranked 28th. None of that blows me away. Uh, the fact that they don't have Tyler Eifert takes one of those very vital, I think, intermediate guys away. Well, Tyler Eifert's hurt, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, oh, yeah. right. He's on. done. Remember his ankle just like yeah, yeah disappeared. Um, this so this. Yeah, I thought I saw a picture of him in hospital bed, giving the big thumbs up. Oh, geez. dude, your ankle blew out. Why yeah, give the big yeah, thumbs up? Yeah, put the thumb down, man. <laughs> they, uh, they have. Uh, they're not a great team. Uh, I don't think that if all teams are going at their optimal, that they're the best team in the AFC North. I think the Steelers is that, but ultimately you got to, you know, they got to go out and get that done, especially now that they've dug themselves this hole. Now, a couple quick Penguin items. Matt Murray is concussed for the third time yep. in his very short career and injured for the eighth time. That is becoming a frustrating and worrying situation for the Penguins, isn't it? It is. Um, I was up there today, and, and the feeling that I get uh, from the Penguins is that they, they trust the guys that they have. They trust Casey DeSmith. They trust Tristan Jari. Now, I think that's an easy thing to say in the I, short term. I trust term. them, too, in October. That's what I'm saying. In the short term, I, I think you can give those guys a little bit of a ride. But uh, we're talking now with Murray, a third recorded, like, you know, official concussion since he's been in the NHL. Multiple other upper body, lower body injuries uh, that he's had. Um, it's starting to get a little bit scary, especially as it relates to a concussion uh, for him. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, not yet, that Jim Rutherford doesn't try to make sure that he addresses that down the road. You know how strongly Rutherford well, With the trade, feels. with the better backup? Yep. Yeah, you see, I said that before the show. Uh, Chicago, for no specific reason, because I think Corey Crawford's a decent goalie. He's okay. They went out and got Cam Ward. Yep. Which kind of gave them a 1A. And Ward's biggest issue in Carolina was that he was overused. So it works. Right. 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 So I think the, the Penguins might have to pursue a guy like that at yep. some point, even if it's uh, next offseason. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think it's going to have to be before that. I really do. Uh, if, if, if Tristan Jari was ready... Uh, in terms of poise in particular to be or challenge for a number one goaltending spot in the NHL, I think you'd be okay. But, Mark, he showed everybody again in the preseason and camp that he's not. He's just not there yet. And Casey DeSmith is exactly what he is. Uh, Ole Mata will not play tomorrow. Juso, Rico, will. What's your take on that? Well, first of all, I can tell you from being up at practice this afternoon that it's entirely possible that Ole Mata's still skating right now. He stayed out for more than an hour 
with a skills coach and working on his skating and his stride and everything. Uh, this is a, and you know him really well, Mark. This is a proud kid. Uh, he wants to be back out there. He wants to start. He's not going to. I don't believe on Thursday night you're going to see Yusso Ricola out there, which will be fun for people. Uh, well, I think they want to get a look at him at the very least to determine whether he can help right. Pittsburgh immediately or do you send him down to Wilkes to play. Right. This is the opportunity that I think they were waiting for, and, and if they benefit doubly by letting Ole understand. Look, there's I, I had my album mixed in doubly. What? Keep going. <laughs> the, if, if, if Ole Mata can get back to his game where he's in constant motion, then his inability, I think, at times to go to zero to 60 is what hurts him. You know, he's not Chris Letang where he can just make up for a mistake and just turn around and fly and catch up with a guy. But if he's in constant motion, then he is, and I know you agree with me on this, that level of player who was the best, arguably, defenseman that the Penguins had in the playoffs last spring. I think he'll be fine. Yep. I, I would not have scratched him. I think Who would you have scratched? Anybody? Oleksiak. Why? I don't think he's played very well. Yeah. And I think he's the least of the six. I, I think when you're holding... He's, he's at that part on the depth chart, but I don't know that that means that he hasn't played well. They on, uh, nobody on defense has played well. Not one of them. They've allowed, Chris Letang has played they, they've well. They've allowed, uh, except for the first 10 minutes of the first game, yes. Okay. But they've allowed uh, you know 12 goals in... in uh, excuse me, 11 goals in two games, so... <laughs> None of the defensemen have played well, so I would have gone to the end of the depth chart to give Rico the chance. Right, and you could also make an argument, this is what I thought you were going to say, that you wouldn't make any change at all because it hasn't been about the defensemen no, I, as much as it has the whole bleeping team right well, and, now. And the, and the forwards you know? having zero commitment to, to defense outside okay. of Crosby and right. Pencil. Right, and that, that's been true across the board. And to Mike Sullivan's credit, he did it again today, Mark. Just Barking, stopping drills, making sure everybody's. Oh, in. he was pissed Saturday oh, night after the game. But he took it. He saved it up for a cause. It's, it's a little too early to get pissed, but I get it. No, he 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 loves to seize those teaching moments. That's his thing. He he almost takes a game like that, the way he did the one last year in Chicago, the ten one game, and says, "Okay, good," because this is the one I wanted to seize and make a real impression on these guys. I'd be really surprised if they don't come out a very different team tomorrow night. That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Madden. It's not time to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX and ask Mark literally anything. 105.9 X.